Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Bove with another episode of the Harmony Your Path to Wholeness channel. And this is a channel where we interview guests who bring you tips and ideas to help you lead a healthy life and have a healthy lifestyle and sustain you for the interesting times we seem to be heading into. But it's not my job to introduce guests because Kathleen does it so much better than I do. So first, let me introduce co-host Kathleen Bove. Hi, Kathleen. Good to see you again. How are you doing today? Oh, great to see you too, Peter. And thank you for that. I'm not sure that's correct, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and welcome, everyone. And we are so thrilled to have you. And, and we appreciate you tuning into our show. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. We are absolutely thrilled to welcome Dr. Karen Kirtan to the show. Hello, Dr. Kirtan. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm very excited to be on this show with you guys. Thanks for having me. Now, may I call you Karen? You can. All right. Karen, Karen is a naturopathic physician, acupuncturist, and a neural retraining practitioner. So let's just, just jump right in. After treating hundreds of patients with complex chronic conditions, uh, you've become passionate about the power of the mind-body connection to, to, to create, to perpetuate, and heal disease. Can you just expand on this? Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the great ways to talk about that is to just talk about how I got into it, right? Yes. Because it was a process of discovery that I I needed to get into it, actually. So I I started my practice right after naturopathic school, and it was just basic naturopathic medicine and acupuncture is what I was offering my patients. So it was like nutraceuticals, diet change, lifestyle, herbs, you know, stuff like that. And um I focused on treating complex chronic illness. So people actually who have a story like me, who, you know, had a lot of chronic infections and immune disorders and, you know, a lot of nutrient deficiencies and toxic exposures and all these things like a, a perf these people that had a perfect storm mm -hmm. of many different factors that led to illness and then they couldn't find their way out of it. So, you know, I treat people who, you know, are considered, uh, abnormal in the conventional medical spectrum, right? They have things that conventional medicine doesn't even recognize like Lyme disease and other tick-borne infections. So I was helping those people. I could probably get, I like I've estimated now that I was getting probably 75% of those people well, and 25% of them I discovered were stuck. And it didn't matter what treatment approach you used, didn't matter if it was for me or anybody else, they just kept spinning their wheels with their illness. And so around that time, I was still sick, actually, while I was treating all these people and still trying to figure out what was the underlying root for me. And this perfect storm in my life occurred where I went to a conference and I saw this woman talking about how rewiring the specific part of the brain involved in stress responses can dramatically improve people's health. And she had these amazing cases where really severe stuff was resolving. And so I went, huh. Maybe this is the thing that I have been overlooking. You know, obviously, I recommended stress reduction to people you know, mm -hmm. everyone, right. I was like, yeah, meditate yoga. Absolutely. All that kind of stuff's great. But the reality is it was not doing the trick for those people. It just wasn't even going to therapy, uh, even special types of people. I had people trying all different kinds of mental health therapies. They were just coming back over and over and over again, dysregulated. 
And I can explain what that means. It basically means that they were stuck in stress physiology. They were stuck in fight, flight, or freeze almost Mm -hmm. all the time. And they got that way through basically changes occurring in the part of the brain that is responsible for our stress responses. That part of the brain learns just like any other part of the brain. And so based on what kind of experiences we have, it may either learn that you're safe in the world or you're really not. Right. And if it decides based on your experiences, you're really not safe in the world, then it will it will basically wire up such that it sends signals to the rest of the body for stress physiology all the time. Mm. Basically gets stuck in the on position, (laughs) which is probably one of the reasons why we have a chronic issue of uh, adrenal fatigue. Yes. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. (laughs) And, and it, I love that you brought that up because when I was in naturopathic school, that was like the fad, that was like the rage, everybody has adrenal fatigue, you know? And so so we were treating it at the time with nutrients and supplements and meditation, yoga, blah, blah, blah. Um, but unfortunately with that approach, the recovery was painfully slow for people who had found themselves deep in adrenal fatigue. And I think now I feel very strongly now that the reason is because they weren't addressing what was upstream of that, what was causing the adrenal glands to constantly be drawn on. Mm -hmm. And that is the brain, the limbic system in the brain in particular. So when I started learning and diving really deep into the neuroscience on this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally what I've been missing. So I started recommending it to that 25% of people who you know, after I questioned them, it was very clear. They had histories of trauma. They had histories of intense chronic stress that had patterned their limbic system in a particular way to be more stressed, you know, stress physiology running. And then, um, some of them had these really intense ongoing stress patterns that they were running day in and day out in their lives. And those are things like perfectionism, being a massive overachiever, being highly sensitive or overly empathic, being an overgiver at your own expense. There are so many types of mental and emotional patterns that can fit into this box of basically patterns that are stressful for us, that create a stress response for us. And we're creating it internally, unintentionally but that's what's happening. So when I started recommending these tools to people, all their physical stuff started to get better. All the naturopathic treatments we had been doing actually started to mm-hmm. do something for them and create healing, not just maintenance, right? A lot of these people in the 25% were stuck in a maintenance category where they were taking all kinds of things just to function. And they weren't happy with that. And I wasn't either. So that's what led me down this path. And, you know, I have an incredible story of recovering from this work as well. So, but I'm talking too much. So tell me where you want to go next. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's, 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 it is fascinating. What I wanted to know was neural retraining. Is it something like uh, NLP, neural linguistic programming, or is it something different? So neural retraining basically is the term, and there are several, so there's, I should name some of the other ones because people may have heard those, brain training, brain retraining, neural retraining, neuroplasticity, all those mm-hmm. things are really talking about the same thing, Okay. but it's, it's really just the process of rewiring the brain. That's what we're really, you know, using those terms for, and 
in the field that I'm in, we're particularly interested in rewiring the limbic system because that's mm -hmm. the part of the brain that does the stress physiology and is responsible for our emotional responses, which are completely linked to the state of our nervous system. So if mm -hmm. we go into fight, flight, or freeze, our emotional state always changes necessarily yeah. and vice versa. If we have an intense emotional reaction to something, the nervous system is shifting with it. So a lot of people don't realize that, but that, um, I think it's important to note that stress doesn't just mean, oh, I feel pressure. I feel like there's too much to do, blah, blah, blah. That's what a lot of people think of when you say stress, but actually stress is also you being angry for three days mm -hmm. at your partner. It's also you being depressed because somebody in your life just died intense grief. That is a form of a stress response. So there are many different emotional you know, uh, states we can be in that actually are stress physiology. Mm, interesting. So how can you give us an example of what it would look like if somebody came to you with these chronic issues, as you've pointed out, and you were trying to use if you were using neurolinguistic, uh, or sorry, your neural re retraining, as you you called it, what does that look like from their perspective? Can you give us an idea of what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of, um, it's not something that anybody is going to be familiar with. Like the process is super different from being in talk therapy. It's super different from meditation. It's super different from yoga. Anything that you've tried, it's probably pretty, pretty different. So this is why it's different because this um, approach actually aligns with the rapidly developing neuroscience that we have about how the brain naturally changes and how, and therefore how we can harness that process to create change intentionally to change the brain in the way we want it to change, as opposed mm -hmm. to what happens for most of us, where it just changes without our conscious effort or intention based on our life experiences. Right? So when people start doing this work, usually they are very dysregulated, right? They are feeling anxious or depressed or exhausted or sick, you know, all the time. So what I have found over the course of a number of years doing this now with people is that most people need to do um, a daily practice in order for this to really efficiently and effectively rewire your brain. Mm -hmm. So the brain we know learns everything with repetition, right? But that's not enough in a lot of cases. So the early neural retraining approaches that came out were really just practice makes perfect. They were just, oh yeah, just practice feeling good and feeling safe. And you'll be growing this new neural network in the brain. Like affirmations. Kind of like affirmations. Exactly. Okay. Um, but that doesn't work for a lot of people. The mm -hmm. reason it doesn't work is because they've got a lot of memories and belief systems in the limbic system that suggest that is not safe, right? Mm -hmm. That say life is not safe. <laughs> and so when you try to have somebody who has all that stored in there feel safe, they can not really do it. They struggle. Mm -hmm. They struggle hard. And so if you can't actually create the state change, then you're not actually creating what you want in the emotional brain either. So um, so basically what the, the way that the brain rewires things goes like this. First, you have to activate the neural network. 
So that means that let's say somebody have feels um, intense panic when they think about public speaking, mm. right? If that person just closes their eyes and imagines public speaking, they will most likely start to get anxious. They mm -hmm. will start to feel those sensations in their body. And mm -hmm. that's because to a large extent, the brain doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining in here and reality outside of you. So that's why all these like professional athletes and elite performers of all kinds do visualizations to mm -hmm. prepare their brain to produce the outcome they want. Of whether it's their, you know, their sport or their amazing presentation or whatever. So once you activate the neural network, then it becomes changeable. So uh, this is also a principle from neuroscience. Until you activate the network, you cannot make changes to it. So a lot of the techniques out there, old techniques, that's that's how they worked, right? So meditation, you're usually not bringing up intentionally the thing that you want to work on right before you meditate. Same with yoga, right? And therefore, you're not going to be able to ch make changes in that neural network in that sitting of doing meditation or yoga. So it's kind of like opening a Word document. Once it opens, you can delete words and add words. So how do we do that part? Well, what we do at that point is we actually need to create a state change in the person, a nervous system state change. We need them to shift out of fight, flight, or freeze, even just momentarily, even just briefly. And so that to do that, you have to work with what works for that person to make them feel safe, right? To make them feel all the whole spectrum of positive emotion actually is associated with that nervous system state, safe and social. So you can pull on any of those. You can make the person feel intense joy. You can make them feel, you know, um, intense gratitude. You know, all kinds of things will send a signal of safety to the brain if they're actually able to shift that into that state. So we do this through all the senses. We find that it works best if you go through mind and body at the same time. You send signals of safety through the body. You send signals of safety through the mind at the same time. And it literally, oftentimes that bit of it only takes like 10, 15 seconds, sometimes as much as 30. And then we will often have people use their visual system right after that to send a signal of safety through the visual system as well. Like usually that's a visualization, but can take other forms. And so once you do that, you send this strong signal of safety from all directions. You are saying to the brain, no, this circumstance that you're freaking out about right now is unequivocally safe. And you're adding that data of safety to the neural, neural network that's open. And then once it closes, it saves all that new information as part of it. But in order for that to be an efficient process, you have to repeat it and you have to repeat it quickly. So that's that's a big part of this style of process is that you you activate the neural network. You then get the person to feel really, really good and really, really safe for a period of time. And then you activate the neural network again repeat safety signals. And so it goes this back and forth process. And as people do that and they keep imagining giving that public presentation, they will, they will just go, huh, I'm not feeling anxious anymore. Huh? I actually don't feel anything in my body. I'm imagining this in vivid detail and it feels totally fine. I feel completely calm. Right. Oh. And they're shocked by that. And then you take that into real life and you can continue that incremental rewiring as you activate more of the neural network in life. Wow. Wow. I, I just, uh, yeah, I would love to experience this. Now I just, out of curiosity, do you work uh, with patients virtually through this? Process? Yes. 
All virtually. Yep. Because this process really does not need to be in person at all. Right. So I work with people virtually in two different ways. One is that, you know, um, daily practice piece, which I facilitate for people with my online program. Mm -hmm. And that basically gives people these rewiring processes that are plug and play. And you can just press play and listen and follow Mm -hmm. along and you will, you will be rewiring your brain. So that's that. But then I also do do private sessions with people who are in the Wired for Wellness program. And mostly those are done for big ticket items, like big traumas or really Mm -hmm. sticky issues. Like let's say somebody is a massive perfectionist and just cannot even see how bad it is for themselves. Sometimes you need some help to to really work on those big, big things. Um, So that's what that's for. But we find most people can rewire most of their stress patterning on their own. And when they do that, they feel so empowered. They feel like, oh my God, I had no idea I could heal myself to this degree. It's incredible. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So you've studied several different modalities, including one called, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, but eutaptics. Mm -hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Can you tell us what that is? Eutaptics is a system that um, is really based on NLP mixed with some principles from EFT and a few principles from hypnosis. So yeah, it's kind of a merging of those fields and it's a really elegant and beautiful system. And -hmm. it's what got me started in this work. That's how I started doing private session work with people. But Mm -hmm. after that, I found there were a few situations where I could get stuck with people and I needed more tools. So I continued to go on and learn some other skill sets that also rewire the brain. Um, and that the combination of those has basically made it so that I can address almost anything with people. So it's Mm -hmm. really cool. I will say one caveat to that though, is I don't do this work because I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist by training. I don't do this work with people who have really severe mental illnesses, schizophrenia, active mania, active suicidality, personality disorders, things like that. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that that's, that's safe for me to be doing that. That's not my licensure. So I just like to give that caveat because people sure, get really sure. excited. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. So change the change topic, and but it's relevant. As an observation, I, I, I seem to think that the conventional health system in the whole of North America is not performing to anywhere near the level that it should be. And I have personal experience with this in Canada where we're supposed to have a wonderful system. And it is good if you have something really serious wrong with you. I had a heart attack. I couldn't couldn't wish for better service. But for everything else, it's a problem. So right. two-part question, am I correct in my observation and why should that be? Mm, yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that's for so many reasons, honestly. Um, Mm. The U.S. is obviously a really different situation from Canada, but it's just as broken. (laughs) Um, And I think one of the reasons it's really, really broken is we have taken away people's power or made them think they have no power to heal themselves, Absolutely, which has never been true. Yeah. And somehow we got really good at convincing people it was. And unfortunately, what that leads to is a lot of people going into the healthcare field scared, scared Mm -hmm. as can be, and traumatized by it. Um, I cannot tell you, I I think probably like 99% of my clients with this complex chronic illness situation who are using this work to heal, part of what they have to do to heal is they have to rewire their medical trauma. Yeah. Because they've been dismissed so many times, told that it's all in their head, you, you know, 
even insinuated that they it, that they're crazy, you know, things like that are happening to people all the time still. And it's a huge, huge disservice to them. And, and I don't think the doctors doing that really realize that. Absolutely. But I think the other the other thing is that, you know, healthcare has become insanely expensive if you want mm-hmm. to get actually good care. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a huge issue in the U.S. is like the most powerful tools that we have, the cutting edge tools that are actually getting people better. You can't it's ha- very hard to get that with insurance coverage. Right. And I, I think you don't get that in the national health system either. If you want to go see a naturopath no. or do something weird or unconventional, uh, you know, you have to pay out of pocket for it. Right. And that yep. is so sad because that's what's actually working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely agree with that. So mm. I, I'm curious, what types of breakthroughs have you seen with all the modalities that you have utilized? Uh, what, what have you seen in patients? Yeah. So, you know, I think. <laughs> That spans an enormous spectrum. So let's start with the mental health end of the spectrum, because Mm -hmm. that is definitely the realm where this is like a slam dunk, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've seen people resolve chronic panic attacks in five minutes. Wow. Literally five minutes. Yeah. And And I have done this with clients myself, like regularly that happens. Um, you, I have helped people resolve a phobia, a severe phobia in 30 minutes to an hour. So it can be incredibly fast. Now there is some variability to that. And what I find is that people who have more trauma and more bad experiences in their life, their brains usually rewire a little slower, but they still get those results. It just takes them maybe one, two, or three sessions, or maybe they they sit and do a guided process from the program themselves three times before they resolve it, right? Um, but they're still getting those results too. We've seen people, you know, go from suicidal, really, really, really depressed and suicidal to, you know, being like, huh, I feel totally like myself again. I feel happy. I feel like there's purpose in life, wow. you know, and we have people regularly doing that on their own in the program in less than six weeks. So, and there, and I think the amazing thing is, and what, what, when people experience this really lights them up is they're like, I didn't have to take anything. I didn't have to go see Mm. anybody. I didn't have to do anything risky to create this for myself. It was all natural. It was safe. It was easy actually. And so that gets people really stoked. The other cool thing in the mental health realm that you can do is that once somebody is back to a regulated state, they're not spending all that time in fight or flight. They're not always anxious or depressed anymore. Once they resolve that, then usually what happens is they go, oh my gosh, what else could I do with this? Mm -hmm. And there's so much you can do. And it's really fun when somebody gets to that point and they're ready to create something new for themselves, Mm -hmm. right? They're like, oh, who would I like to be? How would I like to show up in my life? What kind of job do I want to create? What kind of relationship? And neural retraining is so cool because it helps you to address all of the resistance patterning and you know that underlies self-sabotage that Mm -hmm. makes people not get what they want in life right ultimately that stuff's internal and we can change it with these tools so so somebody who has for instance they come to you and they say you know i i'm pretty i'm doing pretty well but i have this mindset of scarcity and i'm having trouble attracting more of that abundance into my life. Now, if you believe in the law of attraction, you 
you get what you put out. So if Mm -hmm. you're coming from a place of scarcity, you're going to get more of that. So you can, you can actually work with a patient or a client to kind of change that pattern, that mindset of scarcity and turn it into one of abundance. Yes, exactly. And have you seen that root actually? Yes, hundred percent. Absolutely. It, I mean, it even happened for me. That was one of the things I worked on. You know, um, I worked on many things that were just self-sabotaging patterns for myself, you know, ways I was standing in my own way. Mm-hmm. One of those was actually doing this, doing this publicly, putting it out there in this huge way that I'm doing now. I was terrified to do that two years ago when I started this. I was mm. terrified even of public speaking at that time. I just hadn't made room to rewire that yet. And I started doing this work. I was like, okay, it's time. I got to rewire this if I'm going to get this message out there. And I did. And now you see me speaking you know, all over the place. Oh, so yeah. that's just a good good testimony to that, I guess. <laughs> wow. Excellent. So tell me, have you, Karen, have you noticed an increase in interest in um, naturopathic medicine since the lockdown? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. I, and I, mean, I think that COVID was actually a really, it was a boon. It was a good thing for naturopathic medicine because mm. what it came down to in the U.S. is all the hospital protocols were basically naturopathic medicine. They were like, yeah, we're actually finding that zinc and vitamin D and uh, NAC <laughs> and <laughs> these yeah. kinds of things, melatonin are all really, really the best thing here. They're really, really helpful. Um, and we were all just like, hmm, yeah, <laughs> we knew that. So um yeah, a lot of people started turning to us during the pandemic, which was a which was a beautiful thing. So yeah, now I think sure. people are taking that even further and going, "Oh, well, you helped me with COVID. That was amazing. Like, what else can you help me with?" kind of thing. Right. But um I just wanted to add that in terms of neural retraining, like there's a lot that it has resolved for people on a physical level. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people resolve um chronic POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome in a month. Um, I've had people resolve chronic migraines in a week. Um, oh, my word, that's huge. Wow. Yeah. Um, digestive issues are a huge one. We know that digestive tract is dramatically impacted by stress physiology. So a lot of people resolve things like IBS, chronic SIBO, um, CIFO, things like that. Um, What else? Hormones. Obviously, hormones tend to come back into balance because we know that when we push cortisol, um, we impair other hormone production, thyroid, sex hormones, things like that. So we see people's hormones come back into balance often without having to take anything. So yeah, lots of cool things. Oh my goodness. So you provide courses for other practitioners online. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, um, we know that this work needs to be out there. More people yeah. need to be doing it. We know they're not teaching it in schools for therapists and other, you know, practitioners of mm-hmm. uh, health practitioners of all kinds. So we were like, let's put something together that combines everything we have learned, the most effective tools to train more people up to do this work. So we're getting therapists coming to us like, I want this. I want to up tool. I'm ready to do this with my clients. And we're super happy to do that because we just know that there are millions of people billions of people who could really use this oh mm. fantastic very good excellent yeah so <clears throat> we've got to watch our time we're getting <clears throat> close to the deadline but i've got to ask you 
make an observation. As I said earlier, I lived most of my life in Africa and in a much more rugged, dangerous, scary environment than we live in in North America, except in some perhaps some crime-ridden parts of North America. So I had some some experiences that were were bad, both financial, political, and threats to my own livelihood. And yet, I didn't get any counselling for it. Lots and lots of people went through exactly what I did and worse. Um, I I think I came through it reasonably well, and you know I seem to be quite happy with life now. And so my question then is 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 there a, a, a habit or a mindset or a characteristic that helps some people overcome adversity and trauma and get on with their lives without getting uh, affected too badly compared to others who, even with minor trauma, take it very badly? Is there one thing or is it even more than that? Is it um, upbringing? Is it parental influence? What, what's the difference? It is all of those things. Um, okay you know, the nervous system state somebody comes into the trauma with, right? What your patterning is coming in makes a big difference in terms of how the brain ends up storing that and how threatening it feels at the time, right? If you're already dysregulated and then you have a traumatic experience, right? That dysregulation goes from five to 12 as opposed to zero to five, right? And so that will get stored in the brain as a more threatening situation than it would for that person who went into it with a pretty calm demeanor, pretty calm patterning from childhood. So you're right. Our nervous system sort of uh, patterning starts in childhood, but it, it really a very, it changes a lot throughout the course of our lifetime. So Mm -hmm. if somebody does have some really bad experiences in childhood, but then they get really very lucky and things become very peaceful, as an adult, they are more likely to heal from that, right? Because they're getting a lot of positive influence now in their Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. The other thing that makes an enormous difference, and this is a principle of how the brain works, is that the more you repeat and replay the trauma, actually the bigger the neural network for it gets in the brain, right? Anything we repeat gets stronger in the brain and more likely to fire. So sadly, Talking about our traumas over and over and over again in a therapy setting or any other, or even thinking about them over and over and over again, unfortunately reinforces them in the brain and reinforces the impact of them within us. So some people inadvertently made their own trauma worse for themselves Mm -hmm. doing that. And we now know that that's really not the way to resolve it. And it is not helpful. Okay. uh, Not after, I would say, the first sort of expression of it. I think in the beginning- when people experience something, they often really do need to talk about it, but we don't need to do that over and over and over, over again, and that's not good. Right. Right. So follow up, follow up to that one. If one has lived in an environment where what many people consider traumatic is the norm and everybody's going through the same thing and one survives that, uh, does one's ability to survive further traumas incre- increase incrementally? So you come to terms with something which is is bad but not not too bad does that set you up because you've overcome it and you've recovered from it does that set you up to handle the next one which may be worse better or not necessarily seems to really depend on the person honestly okay. like i've you know i've seen some people go through crazy like if you think about people like the marines or something who mm-hmm. like experience all kinds of horrific things and become very sort of composed and stoic and hardened as a result of it. And then they can go into even scarier situations. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, I think that is the course for some people, but for others of us, that's just not the way our brain and nervous system respond. And yeah, it just gets worse with every trauma. So I think we just have to honor the person that we are and how it's affecting us and just, you know, do what needs to be done. Right. Sure. No, thank you. Great. Well, I'm sorry. We are just about out of time, which is, you know, oh my goodness, this has been fantastic. But how do people contact you? Yeah. So if people want to learn more about my programs or working with me, the best place to go is www.getwiredforwellness.com. That's the main website and it kind of links to everything we have, including our free programs. So I have two business partners that I created our program with, but we also created these amazing free programs that are getting people awesome results too, because we know that, you know, some people out there don't really have anything to invest in this, but they really need it. So that's out there. And you can find that at that site. If you want to get an experience of what this is like, try it out with one of your own stressors and prove it to yourself that you can rewire your own brain. Very good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Peter. And for our audio listeners, all those details will be in the description on whatever platform you are listening to this on. And before I go, a reminder, we've had another excellent and very interesting and helpful guest on the show today. So to make sure you don't miss out on future guests of this caliber, please uh, visit our website, theyackingshow.com. There's a form on there. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter. We only send you one newsletter a week, but then you won't miss out on new episodes. That's it for me. So thanks again, Karen. And uh, thanks to our listeners. Bye for me. All right. And thank you again for tuning into our show. We so appreciated having you. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, we invite you to visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.